Well, this is exciting. Everyone, first of all, thank you very much for tuning in to this podcast. I'm Christoph, and today I'm talking with my friend and colleague on the other side of the world, Melody Green. Good morning, Melody. Good morning, Christoph. Hello, everyone. Melody was one of my podcast guests a few months ago, and it was one of the more popular episodes of the series. And we decided to do a follow-up podcast, which is just outside of the scope of my Behind the Scenes of Happiness podcast series. So this is kind of a standalone recording, which we both hope will be the beginning of perhaps a seasonal episode that we will release to help our listeners to get the most out of the season in terms of energy, in terms of inspiration, and in terms of protection. First of all, before I continue, Melody, what time is it where you are? Uh, well, it's very reasonable at the moment because of the, uh, you know, moving into summer mm. uh, time here. So we're at 7am, so that's okay. It is. <laughs> I'm, I'm not having to drag half my body still in bed. Exactly, exactly. I think the, the first podcast we did, it was, um, yeah, it was very early hours for you. But so th- this, is, this is great. And the theme of this particular conversation is going to be self-care for empaths during the festive season. So Melody and I are going to share what we understand about empaths and highly sensitive people and what they have to offer to the world, how the world can benefit from being friends with an empath, but also the the weaknesses, if you wish, of an empath and the things that we have to protect ourselves from and how we can still show up sharing our gift with the world without depleting ourselves fully. Melody, what is an empath? An empath is anyone who has a very open sensitivity to the world they live in. Mm. And that's everything from the ground, the earth, the trees, the plants, right the way through to people. And in particular, uh, they have a sensitivity to the energies of others. So the energies that's given off Mm. from circumstances or situations. An empath can be disturbed by walking into a place that has had many people in there before and there's maybe been an argument beforehand. Mm. They will pick up on that energy and feel it around them. It's almost like um, instead of having, you know, a complete kind of egg around them, which is hard, hard shell, uh, it's completely open (laughs) as an empath. No. It's a great gift, but it's also something that needs to be managed so that you don't get overwhelmed by it. This weekend, I read a very interesting book that explained uh, the the difference between empaths and HSP, so highly sensitive people. And what I recall is that all empaths are HSP, but not every HSP is an empath. Have I got that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's correct. So it's almost like when you're an empath, you, um, you double down on your energetic sensitivity or perception. Yeah. And that's what you've wanted to do. That's what you've come in as a soul to choose is to have that sensitivity. You know, if you, you, you can't, it's almost like you can't have the gift of it, which is mm. the ability to be able to recognize what's going on at a deeper level more quickly than others. 
uh, and be able to then use that knowledge to help others and yourself maneuver through life. You can't have that sensitivity on one level without having it on the other. Right? Mm. It, it just doesn't, doesn't make sense for that to be, be true. So what happens is we go, we, we go into this process, for, and most empaths have always been empaths. They're born that way. But over you know, the first 15 years or something of their lives, maybe even 25 or 30 years of their lives, they're just completely at the mercy of those energies. Right? And all they know is that they feel overwhelmed. They want to escape. Mm. Um, they don't want to go to parties. Mm. You know, whatever the thing is that they have the particular oversensitivity to is the thing that they decide eventually they don't want in their lives. Part of that coming awareness, if you like, is to be switched on to this uh, their own personal journey. And they use that sensitivity or spirit uses that or we mm -hmm. as our soul use that in order to switch us on to what the gift is about. Right? And so most of us come to this path going, okay, so I'm one of these people who's highly sensitive and, you know, an empath and why did I want to do this in the first place? And well, the mm -hmm. reason was you wanted that ability to be able to walk into something and know what's going on. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the gift of being an empath, to be able to pick up the many layers of energies and emotions and things that are happening and to be able to decide what's happening there and then make your choices to how you work within that. Mm -hmm. And that's, the, that's the, the positive side of it. <laughs> the overwhelmingly uh, uh -huh. negative side is mm. being overwhelmed totally mm. overwhelmed and mm. not knowing when to switch it off when to be able to be open to it and, and that's a learning thing we have to you know it's almost like we learn to walk we learn to crawl mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. learn to run and we also have to learn how to do this it's um to stick with the analogies of growing up it's a it's a teething um yeah issue isn't it i remember that my awakening process to being an empath or 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 discovering that i had an empathic gift was um, at times very distressing extremely uncomfortable because it would hit you out of the blue for example i recall say 10-15 years ago when I started my career in learning and development and I was stood in front of large groups of people doing induction training courses whatever I remember sometimes having to come up with oh my god I just need to go and get something from from the storeroom or some I, I was or I need to go to the loop I always had to come up with some you know flaming excuse because I did not know what happened but in that moment it was sheer terror fight or flight something coming over me even though I was in perfect physical and mental health. Um, yeah. and, and so that was, um, I would say it was about once a month initially, and then it became much more frequent. And, and that was the, yeah, that was the, the sign that there was more going on. So it's not, it's not a pretty picture. No, but if you put the negative things aside, mm. what, what do you think being an empath gives you? I think we, I think as empaths, we have an opportunity to, to, to be of service to the world um, on individual and collective levels. Yeah. And, and I think, personally, I cannot think of 
a, a, a finer purpose for my life than that. So yeah. it takes away from the discomforts and it makes the journey easier and it makes me even more keen to learn how I can be, a be the best possible version of the empath that I am. Hmm. Yes, I think, I think service is very much a part of being an empath anyway. It's, um, you know, it, it's like your sensitivity to, if you just think about being on a bus, right? And all those people with all their little <clears throat> lives going on in their heads. Um, you know, some of them might have had an argument with their spouse or some might be worried about their mother or, you know, they could have financial worries. And you as an empath walk in to that space and you can feel it all immediately. Mm. And it comes in waves at you. And I think, you know, feeling that sense of, people's discomfort with wherever they are in their life is uh, is a gift that we have to enable us to be more compassionate with other people. Yeah. So empaths tend to almost always be in careers that are about serving others, whether that be right on the front, uh, you know, what I call mm -hmm. the coal face of being an emergency. And, you know, a lot of the, here in Australia, we've had these terrible bushfires. Mm. Um, and you know, all of the empaths are out there working, doing that work. So some of them have probably realized that they can't be right on the, on the face of it now. You know, the cold face is a really hard place to be if you're an empath. And part of your job as an empath is to, I feel, help support those that are on the front line. So it's like, in actual fact, if we step back a bit, two, maybe three levels back, we can support people that are doing that work because we can, we understand what's happening more, uh, what's happening to them emotionally and mentally. Mm -hmm. yeah? mm -hmm. And in light of where the world is, if you think about, you know, all the mental health issues that are common mm. uh, for our world at the moment, empaths are needed for that job, mm -hmm. for looking after them. You know, Empaths for, are needed for those jobs. Now, I wonder, do empaths have, because we have empaths listening to this conversation, yeah. thinking, do I have a responsibility to heal? Do I have a responsibility uh, to... Okay. No, you don't. <laughs> you have a choice whether you do okay. that or not. It's not something you have to do. It's something uh, your nature as an empath will want to do, right? And I think, I think there's been an interesting shift, I would say, probably in the last two years, I think, mm -hmm. in the role of what, uh, uh, from my understanding with spirit, from the role of what an empath was. Because an empath in, for many, many lifetimes, um, it was very much about rescue mode, yeah, mm -hmm. of the soul. Uh, rescuing them, helping them out, getting them back on their feet in a way that they could then do something. So a lot of empaths were <clears throat> people who actually sacrificed themselves for others. You know? mm -hmm. And I think there is still that, that's a very, uh, if you like, old way of seeing what an empath is. Whereas my sense is that in the last, uh, I would say two years at least, um, there's been a slight shift in that. And it's about showing people how to be more empath empathic themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, it's about sharing our 
the way we communicate, the way we feel things with others so that mm -hmm. they can access that within themselves because it's an element that we all have. It's not uh, something that we have specifically on one level, but those of us that have come in with the, as an empath have chosen this because we want to be of service. Mm -hmm. So the service aspect is something I think that we ask you know we, we put our hand up for before we come here yeah then we have opportunities to do it or not yeah. okay. <laughs> no no that that makes sense and it's um that's a very reassuring way of looking at it because it brings back a sense of empowerment for the empath yeah, yeah. and i think the more i just scanning through my thoughts here and my experiences the more i feel empowered as an empath in that Yes, this was my soul's choice, but I, as, as the crystal version of my soul, so to speak, I have a say in the degree to which we are of service. Um, I find that that's reassuring. And it's actually empowering and therefore perhaps makes me um, more effective as an empath because I, don't, I, I learn to strike a balance between rest and between serving. I think that's correct. I mean, the biggest thing with an empath is because the, the outer energy of your auric field is so porous, if you like, mm. um, it's very easy to just take in whatever's going on. And this is why you get overwhelmed. Whereas if you say as an empath to yourself, okay, I'm moving, I'm going to be in this situation. I'm moving into this, I'm going to this party, I'm going on this train, I'm, mm -hmm. you know, whatever the thing is, right? And I'm going to choose how open I am to that. Yeah. How, you know, how much I will take in. Then you've got a chance of, of being effective in the way you take that in. Mm -hmm. yeah? And so some of the games that you, and I do say it's a game because you need to play with it, right? Like any skill, any talent whatsoever, you need to learn what it's capable of doing. And this is another one of those talents that you need to do that with. Mm -hmm. So, Playing with it is actually one way of doing it. It's like um, experimentation, <laughs> right? Totally. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so if you go to a party, how long do you want to be open for? Five minutes, mm. 10 minutes? You know, what's the level for you? How do you, uh, uh, how comfortable are you going into that situation in the first place? Before we head into the whole party section of the podcast, which is, of course, going to be so important and helpful to our listeners, I'm going to, and I know this is not my own podcast, but I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. <laughs> because I know the answer to the question that I'm going to ask, but I have a feeling some people might be listening and think, wait a minute, on, on one hand, we're talking energy and energetic protection and aura, etc., And then on the other we talk about we can choose how much we let in does that mean that ultimately it's not about energy but it's about our mindset or do our thoughts indeed impact on our energy fields of course our thoughts impact on our energy field <laughs> we we've been given the ability to choose mm -hmm. and i think there's a misconception that because you know, we're being all spiritual or aware or awake or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever term you'd like to use around that, that we don't have any say in anything. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. If we understand it that way, then we are denying ourselves 
the fundamental right that we have as a human being, and that is to make choice. Yeah. So, yes, we do have choice. And we can dial up or down the energy exactly. through our thoughts. Yeah. I like to see it on like a sliding scale, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. absolute paranoia, panic, and completely, you know, going off your face at one mm -hmm. end of, of the spectrum. And along the other sliding scale, calm, mm -hmm. and <laughs> capable of being in and around people without any problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we can move along that scale. And in the spirit of vulnerability, I'm going to share this with our listeners because it's in the moments when I'm not thinking protective thoughts, so to speak, yeah. that I appear to be at my most vulnerable, which is annoying to put it bluntly because last week, for example, I had just spent a couple of days in London and on the way back at Euston train station to catch the train back to Manchester, I was in a very good place i was happy i was i was satisfied i was all things positive and then this massive sense of panic came over me and it was of course because i was being inundated with commuter stress um, all of the energy that's flying around a train station which is not always positive and because i was not thinking protective thoughts my aura was more than likely just wide open and, and a sponge to, yeah. So uh, the reason I'm sharing this is because we don't want our listeners to live in fear mode all day long and thinking, oh, I have to protect, 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 protect myself. But it's wise to have a, some kind of, you know, to, to, check, in, think, to check in during the day. Yes, I, I think it is about checking in during the day. And it's mm. also what mm. happens is when we're happy, mm -hmm. We're, we're not aware of those things. It's only when we are distressed that we start, we go, oh my goodness, yes, I've got to do this, 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 this. Uh -huh. Whereas, you know, when we're happy, we're just happy. It's like, you know, the vibration is so high yes. that we forget. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so we could, you know, this is about reframing. So we could look at that and go, oh, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I haven't got it right. And, um, you know, I failed again. Mm -hmm. I, we can go into all of that judgment as a result of the panic, or we could go, ah, okay, so you're just mm -hmm. feeling a bit overwhelmed. You may even have been overwhelmed by your own joy, I might add, as well, because the other side of being an empath is that your um, ability to, to uh, feel things, even positive things, is highly evolved as well and highly sensitive. So, you know, we, we assume that it's always mm. negative, but actually it could be the opposite, <laughs> depending on uh, where we are and yeah. how much joy we allow in our lives. So yeah. it's all in the mix. Yeah. It mm. is. Mm -hmm. But the thing is to be aware of it. And instead of going, you know, because from the body's point of view, from, from the perspective of receiving the information, what the body is saying, I'm overwhelmed with what I'm receiving. That's actually it. Doesn't say mm. I'm overwhelmed because it's bad. I'm overwhelmed because it's good. Exactly. It's just I'm overwhelmed, full stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And by getting that information from our bodies, we can then go, okay, so let's just breathe in calmly. Let's just relax for a minute. Are we under threat? No, we're not. Therefore, we can let this go. So it's actually the body asking to be 
part of the what's going on. It's yeah. a sign of, um, in some ways, it's a sign of not being present. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, totally does. Now, party season is upon us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, in I'm, in, I'm in hibernation. <laughs> for some of us, um, wonderful work dues to look forward to, family gatherings, pub crawls, you name it, Christmas lights, switch-ons, Christmas markets, whatever. And for others, it will be their worst fear. <laughs> um, let's talk about this for a moment. How, yeah, what's, what's a good strategy for empaths? The best strategy is self-care comes first, mm. right? And I think, you know, a conversation with people that you care about to let them know what happens to you. Because the likelihood is a lot of those people that are around you are extroverts. <laughs> and people that love and get uh, strength from being in groups and having parties and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, they're the usually, usually the ones that are throwing the parties to start off, right? So they, they're not going to necessarily understand your sensitivity. They will want your sensitivity, though, when the time comes and they've got something deep to talk about. Mm -hmm. Who do they go to? They go to you, right? Because mm -hmm. you're the one that can hear them best right yeah. when they are feeling vulnerable yeah so i think an open conversation about what it is and how being in large groups for long periods of time what that does for you mm -hmm. so that's the first thing the second thing is to choose the things that you decide to be in be very clear about what works for you and what doesn't because then you can give your best to it if you're spending your time in complete panic or anxiety mode for the whole time you're there. They're not, you're not no. contributing anyway. So, yeah. mm. you know, why would you be there? Do you know what I mean? So I think that's part of it. Those, were the, those would be the first things yeah. up. There are things you can do in terms of looking after your body, but, you know, the, the basic thing comes down again to choice. What are you yeah. going to choose to do? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm jotting down a list. And so we've had housekeeping, having a conversation, and the second one was choose wisely where you should yeah. go, what you say yes to. But I've added a third bullet point here because I want to share this with the listeners because it's something that you taught me, Melody, many, many, many months ago or a long time ago um, when I had to go to my home country, Belgium, for a family gathering. And I remember writing to you afterwards saying it all went well and, and I enjoyed myself and there was no panic attacks and there was no wobbles and you replied to me saying great you relaxed into it and let everything flow and yes. I, re I remember that line and so for all the very important and very essential self-care strategies that we're talking about for me the learning to relax into a situation was equally effective and i know that's a bold statement to make but it, it really was so something must have shifted there or, or something was helpful to me i think uh relaxing in you see as an empath part of us are highly uh strong if you like or highly you know focused on on part of us is trying to fix something <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> thing uh you know it's that that business of wanting to help someone right to be of service so it's like being on the on alert all the time mm. and 
when I say relax, what I mean is just let go from being that. You don't have to be that the whole time, right? You can just be. It's enough to be there. Yeah. And let all those things go around you and let them swirl around you and know that you are, by relaxing, what you're doing is you're centering into yourself. Mm. You're not, you don't actually have to talk to anyone unless you want to. And you may not need to talk more than a few words. A hi, how are you? It's nice to see you again. Yeah. You can, where you get the choice is how much you listen to. You know, those members in the family, you know, uncles, cousins mm. or whatever, mm. and you haven't seen them for 12 months anyway. And so <laughs> they just want to tell you all about their miseries. Yep. Right? You don't have to listen to all of that. Mm -hmm. You can take a little bit and then go, yep, that's great, Uncle Jack. Let's move on and let me talk to someone else. I've got lots of people to talk to today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And move away. So it's about, it's about recognizing that you don't have to take everything. And that allows you to be present and it allows you to be part of what's going on. I love that. that. I, I love that. Being being present equals being centered. And I have the vision of 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 being more grounded and therefore being more stable. You know, exactly, so, exactly. Mm, mm. Exactly, because our sense of anxiety comes and, and panic becomes because we're not grounded. Mm. That's why we that's why we go into that state. Because when we're in our own space as an empath or highly sensitive person. What happens is you're in your own energy field and you feel stable within it. And as soon as you go into someone else's energy field or you feel the energy field come towards you, it wobbles your energy and you recognize that you're off. You feel off. Yep. And <clears throat> excuse me, instead of going, oh, here's a, here's a time for me to really be grounded because guess what? That's what I need. I need to be grounded. Yeah. So that I can handle this. Um, what tends to happen is the panic then kind of whips around us and mm -hmm. makes us worse, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then we get completely overwhelmed because we haven't found our center. Mm -hmm. So finding our center and grounding ourselves is is actually the, one of the key ways of dealing with the energy. Beautiful. Christmas parties are often center stage for difficult conversations, for nasty energy at times. I mean, many people fight. Um, office parties can get unpleasant, let's go with that word, um, especially when there's alcohol involved. It's tricky for an empath or a more sensitive person who still wants to socialize and show up and knowing when to call it a day, I suppose, as well. I think I think the thing uh, with Christmas parties or any any gathering where you bring people together, in some ways, um, especially let's just talk about the office situation for a mm. moment because you've, what you've got is a group of people that have agreed to work together because they need an income. Right? Bottom line, and a lot of those people that come together to work for that company, the only thing that they have in common is the company. They don't have anything else. They would never mm. choose the people they work with as friends. <laughs> and yet here they are, they're having to work with them 40 hours plus a week, right? Mm. And you've got, you know, for a lot of companies as well, you know, there's not a lot of socializing outside of work. 
there's not a lot of regular socializing. There's lots of meetings where everyone is trying to improve what they're doing and, you know, be blamed for whatever's happening, right? And so you get, a, you get almost a whole year of uh, resentment, mm-hmm. built, right? Mm-hmm. That has to come to the surface. And, well, there's nothing like a Christmas party to do it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's an un, in some ways, the Christmas party is an unrealistic um, expectation of, of uh, members of the company to get on and prove that they're best mates. Yeah. And when you think of it like that, it, it sort of doesn't make much sense, really, does it? No. You know, it, it, the whole thing is, is fabricated. No. So, you know, and you're not going to change who you are to be someone that's going to fit in if you've never been one that's fitted in. I think one of the things with empaths is that they tend to... Uh, because their because their energy is about part of their energy is about helping people come together and work better. Right? It's mm-hmm. like an underlying thing that we have that we we try to bring harmony to places. Mm. And so uh, we're often uh, forgotten <laughs> uh, until there's not disharmony, and then we we're, we're wanted immediately to kind of smooth things over. So, uh, you know, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a role that we can play there, but that means in doing that, we're, where do we get any joy in being there? We don't. Yeah. Right? It becomes a chore to us because we have to fix everything so that everyone will start talking to each other because they're, at, you know, daggers drawn. So um, mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, it's about knowing, where, knowing, again, knowing what you're capable of, knowing how much you want to be there. You do you do actually have to turn up. You have to be seen to be a team player, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, I've, I've had many clients that I've had in the past that I've gone, do not mix alcohol with this. Just have it in the glass, take a sip and put it down somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, you need to protect yourself and, and alcohol is not a good protector for someone who is sensitive, right? It it's actually uh, helps uh, make the, the imbalance yeah. worse. Yeah. 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 Although there is, and without going into um, too much medical detail, but one could look this up, of course, it might give you a temporary feeling of relaxation and, and less panic and it reduces anxiety. But like you quite rightly said, it's, um, it, it does more harm than good. Mm. So it's mm. something to watch out for. Yeah. Uh, it's just another one of those things. If you are fine with it, that's great. If you are not and you feel you do feel overwhelmed by everything around you, mm-hmm. then it's better to, you know, watch what you do around that. That's another one of your, you know, protection things that you can Exactly. Do. Yeah, and and the, the backlash the next morning or the next couple of right. days is is, is yeah. even worse. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, they need someone who's going to ha- have a view <laughs> of what's going on and where all the, you know, machinations happen. <laughs> Right, you're actually in a very particular place of power if you wanted to use it as such. <laughs> Absolutely, because you're the one who can recount all the stories. Exactly. So, uh-uh. exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 great. Um, I am actually reminded of a couple of years ago in the last company I worked for before I started my own business. My first Christmas party. I started in September, and so a couple of months in, very keen to go. Um, lovely group of people, but 
I remember I was dancing and a lady literally kind of wrapped her arms around me and start, she obviously was a couple of glasses of wine into the evening and um, it was, it was, uh, there was an imbalance to put it politely. And <laughs> one of my colleagues, I remember um, she came to pull this woman off me literally. And she said, he is not on duty tonight. And I'll never forget that because she was pretty much, she was, she was an, 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 an angel incarnate in that moment, literally saving me from, from that lady. Um, because it's true. I mean, it's, it's your time to party as well. And, and you, yeah. you have that right, just like any other employee or, or human being for that matter. I think, that's, I think that's a very hard thing to know and to do. And <clears throat> I have something that happened quite recently, as you know, it was my birthday. And... Um, I had a client send me an email going, uh, hi, happy birthday, but I need to talk to you. Mm. <laughs> and I went, oh, God, I can't even have a birthday without you know, mm. having to be of service. <laughs> so, yeah, so if you are in that space, sometimes, you know, it's, it's hard to be, to be you in there mm. and just have some downtime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And last Saturday, to give you but one example, because I have a list, as I'm sure many, <laughs> many empaths do, is are the, 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 the unfortunate remarks that our friends um, make or, or that colleagues or you know, people we interact with make when we are not of immediate service. Um, mm. and, and they can be, they can be harmful on Saturday. I was, um, perfectly fine enjoying a, a drink in the pub um, downtime with with a bunch of friends and I was just I was in my own space I was listening I was also watching something on the television whatever just like I was relaxed <laughs> exactly and and one person said um am I boring you am I boring and, and I was like where where does this even come from so and then I realized that when him and I do go for a drink um it's usually in a therapist's kind of role role, exactly and so sometimes these these conversations need to take place to 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 recalibrate the friendship Mm, mm, they do uh it's it's again it's important um as a way of saying i am a person too i'm not here Mm. totally for everybody's service Mm. Uh, it's a bit i mean (laughs) It would be, it's the same sort of thing as um, going to a party, finding a doctor in front of you and go, oh, I've got this pain in my back. And doctors will tell you that that happens to them, right? It's like mm. people forget that they're in a different place. And mm. you don't, if you want to see somebody like that, then you go and make a proper appointment to do that for mm. them, right? Um, and you know, the combination of that and, uh, you know, also because of, you know, the work I do from a spiritual perspective, mm-hmm, as well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll get people that come up to me and say, and it usually happens at a party as well. Right. Uh, and they'll say, oh, so you're interested. What does my aura look like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, can you tell me what my grandma said? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Any messages? Yeah, any messages. And it's like, oh, my God. you mm-hmm. like, for a start-off, they wouldn't be anywhere near here. Mm-hmm. Right? If you want a message, they need to be so you can hear them. Right? And, you know, and it's just the assumption that, that 
the information would be on tap. Mm. And I think one of the things, this is what I, what I meant when I said before that we are now in a place around uh, being empaths of, you know, mm. modeling to others what an mm. empath is and how they behave and yeah. what, what the benefits are so that other people can become empaths, right? For the world to be where we want it to be, that place of peace and harmony, we need to be all empathic. We can't just have some of us doing the job. No. That means those of us that are have to step back a bit and allow others to come in and learn the process. No. So it's and okay to know. <laughs> I, I think um, just to, to give a, a practical example, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is how it feels um, by saying to my friend in the pub on last Saturday, this is what's happening and this is what needs to happen. Um, he, although he's probably not a natural born empath, will have yeah. upped his empathic skill sets and will recognize it differently in, in different situations in the future. Yes, yes. You, you will have planted a seed there. Mm. Yeah. And, and even if that seed is only in how he treats you, right, that's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah true. So we're coming towards the end of our festive podcast and i believe melody is going to share some fundamentals in terms of self-care for empaths and highly sensitive people in closing yes if i could christoph because uh, i think these skills are going to be able to be used wherever you are and in whatever situation uh, but you know christmas is a good time to start looking at using those things so the first thing is we talked about being grounded before mm. and being centered and the uh, angelic realm gave me a few words to say the first time you say it, you know you need to be really conscious of doing it uh, but after a while it becomes second nature mm -hmm. and you will think about it as uh, in the same way you'll go hmm Yes, it's time to, you know, change clothes, put on, you know, uh -huh. a new face or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. So it's, uh, these are words that, uh, that spirit would like you to use and the body will recognize after a few times. And in, eventually you'll only have to say the, like the one word and the whole body will go into recognizing what that is. So the first time you do it, and it's good to do when you get up in the morning and when you go to bed at night as well, because it helps you be clear of energies. Remember that as an empath, you are also receiving at night as well, all the dreams. When we, when we dream and we come through the fourth dimension, this is where all the fragments of souls are, all the bits that are unresolved emotions. Mm -hmm. And I dare say you felt the time when you come through and you feel kind of gluggy and you're not quite sure why when you get up in the morning. Mm -hmm. That's because you've taken on some stuff from that dimension and it's sitting in your energy field. Okay. So this will help you ground in and kind of release that. If you have a shower in the morning as well, at the same time, that will actually wash it away as well. So that makes you nice and clear. But the first thing you do is you place your hand on one hand on your heart and one hand on your crown. And you say the words ground, align, connect, protect, seal, and energize. 
And that literally brings all of your auric energy into a place where it's supporting you properly. Mm. Do you want to try that and see how it feels? Mm. Christoph? That is very, very powerful. And it's actually without using those exact words, but I definitely place it. It's what I do, Melody, whenever I leave the house. Yeah. Or whenever I go into inside a supermarket or a, a, a busier place. So I'm, I'm very um, familiar with it and it, it, it works. My goodness, it works. Yeah. So this is, a, you know, as I said, the first few times you need to say it aloud. It's like you need to train mm. your body to hear it. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, you'll get to a time where you won't have to put your hand on your body. You do, your body will just mm -hmm. know. And all you have to do is think the word ground, that first word, and the whole body will just go clink, 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 clink back into place. Yeah. And that, if you can keep that as the one thing that you do in your head while you're around all these people, right, mm -hmm. that are mm -hmm. pushing against your energy field, that will help you feel centered and like you are more in control of what's going on. Yeah. That's the first thing. The second thing is, again, when you are in a large group of people, it's okay for you to say stop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And imagine putting your hand out as far as you can with your hand up, you know, your arm out and the hand up mm -hmm. and going, this is my sacred space. This is my authentic, uh, sovereign space. And you are not allowed in here. Yeah. And yeah. so by imagining you doing that, it's actually stopping the energy around you. Now, it doesn't mean that those that are very insistent won't want to come into that space, believe me. <laughs> mm. But at least um, it will help you get a feeling of space around you so you're not yeah. completely overwhelmed. So those two things act as ways of keeping you focused yeah. on what's going on. So you're centered and you're saying no when mm -hmm. you are overwhelmed. Beautiful. And those will help. And, you know, if you want to, you can bring the angels in to help if, you, if, the, if it's particularly negative. And you, you have to think about where do people, uh, no, let me go back. In order for someone to be leaving parts of themselves in a place, right, on the train station, for example, mm. going back to your, your mm -hmm. example. So all of those people rushing to get to where they were, anxious about what's going on, worried that they won't get their train, right? What that does is this, the fragments of that soul are kind of like ricocheting off them almost. Mm -hmm. yeah? And you, as the person that's sensitive, comes into that space and you feel all of that energy around you. And it is overwhelming because basically you've got, you know, a lot of that energy would be, in a sense, lost fragments of soul mm -hmm. looking for a place to be i might add right and that's why some of those places like train stations like pubs that's another place where people mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. you know in the throes of alcohol could let, leave off parts of themselves those places hold soul fragments and uh, you know as an empath part of our job is also to help connect them Right. So yeah. this is why I say bring in the angels and ask them to do the job for you. You don't have to do it yourself. Okay. So just calling the angels in, asking them to help whoever needs to be helped, allows you some time to be you. 
And for our listeners, if you want to learn more about Melody's journey with the angels and her angels, I would strongly um, recommend a listen to our previous podcast, which is called Being Alive to Your Spirits, in which she explains a lot more about the work that she does with angels. I am going to just share something, uh, Melody, that just came to mind listening to you from my cabin crew days many, many, many years ago. And there is such a thing in, in aviation called CAT, and it stands for clear air turbulence. And that's so people think there's only turbulence when you've got, you know, when we can see the clouds, when we can see the disruption, so to speak. But mm. the, 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 the scariest and in fact the most dangerous to the, the structural layout of an aircraft is the turbulence that we cannot easily see or, nor predict for that matter, even to this day with all the technology that we have. So in, in many ways, that's what empaths experience. So it's, it's clear air turbulence. You may not expect it. It may not look like anything dangerous. And yet there's very much energy present and it is affecting us. And so it's um, just like any good pilot would do, A, educate yourself about it and then be learn to navigate through that type of turbulence um, in a That's way right. that works for you. Yes, it, it's not going to disappear. It, mm. it is about how you manage mm-hmm. what's happening. And recognizing that, you know, some days you're going to be better at it than others, you know, <laughs> and, and the days that you aren't will take some extra care for yourself after the event, right? Uh, make sure you cleanse your system, make sure you nurture and nourish you. And then you'll be able to go out again the next day and be okay, right? And the days that you are good, give yourself a pat on the back for having Mm. navigated it and done a good job, right? Mm -hmm. In the same way that an airplane is checked extra thoroughly after a a severe bout of turbulence um, when it's back on the ground. So Mm. it's... um, Turbulence turbulence is a good way of describing what happens for an empath. That's a a good uh, analogy. So, in closing, first of all, we wish our listeners the most wonderful, uh, as tranquil as possible, energetically at least, festive season. And as, as a bit of extra reassurance, they, they can always get in touch with us. So what would be the best way to reach out to you, Melody? The best way would be melodyandtheangel at gmail.com. Beautiful. And we can find you on social media as well, I believe. Yes, yeah. yes. all the usual places. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Okay. Melody R. Green basically will get them to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And same goes for me. So Christoph Speesons, you can find me on all major social media channels and you can just message myself there. So Melody, do you have any final words of wisdom? I'm going to say enjoy being an empath. <laughs> You know, we've talked about how terrible it is, but enjoying it would make half, you know, half of mu- half as much again uh, a difference. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. we don't have to see this always as a negative thing. We can, we can embrace it, yeah, and enjoy it. Absolutely, yes, this is true. I think we have focused more on the in 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 view of making it a, 
making it an, 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 an as effective recording as possible, we did focus more on the on the downsides perhaps or the heavier sides of being a, an empath. But there's there's a lot of nice things about being an empath. Empaths make excellent friends. We we can hold the space for people. We can listen to people like no one else can. Many people trust you for, for yeah. that, and um, those are attributes and and values that many people wish they had and come very natural to to an empath so it's it's yeah there's there's good and and not so pleasant in equal measure i would say yes and it's like everything you know there's always Mm. a a light and a dark side of everything (laughs) that's part of enjoying the um you know enjoying the game of being here in the 3d so merry christmas everyone and happy holidays and Melody and I will talk to you around springtime 2020. Can you believe it? It is just around the corner. Look after yourself, look after your energy, look after your loved ones, look after your friends. And we just wish you the very best for the next couple of weeks. Yes. Take care, everyone. And um, love, peace and joy to everyone. And thank you, Thanks Melody. For the opportunity. Thanks for the opportunity, Christoph. Sure. Thank you.